That's nice. If I remember correctly, those were your wedding vows. Me, it's all about me, 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 This day's about me. Yep, that's about it. Welcome to the No Budget Filmmaking Podcast, presented by Cinema Summit, a podcast about the art of making films, no matter how small the budget. And now, here are your hosts, Alex Dark and Trevor L. Nelson. Hey everyone, thanks for joining us. This is episode 40, the big 4-0 of the No Budget Filmmaking Podcast. I'm Trevor L. Nelson. And I'm Alex Dark, and today we're talking about YouTube. YouTube! Uh, Not paid for in any way by Google, but it should be. Yeah. Hey. Uh, But first, Trevor. Yes. What in the world are we drinking today? Well, we are on that Miller Lite kick. I know, we only have a few left. We only have a few left, and we're going to have to... A few? I don't know. How many do we have? Probably like three? Three? Yeah, I think three. Um, You know, we love that corn syrup, as Bud Light would make us believe. Yeah. Um, You know, just fantastic. But it's delicious. It is. Um, It's, you know, I'm just going to say this right now, uh, and screw you, Zeph, but it is still chilly out in L.A. It's not raining anymore. It's not Um, even chilly, it's cold. I woke up this morning super early. Early How early is super early? Uh, five five fifty in the morning. Okay, is that early for you? Nah. What? That's normal. Okay. Well, I, mean, I guess early would be like three a.m. <laughs> That's just not going to bed. <laughs> um, and it was forty-two degrees when I walked the dogs this morning. Yeah, I woke up and it was at the same time, and it was uh, forty. Oh. Oh, the one time the I do, I'm zero. so happy I'm not near the 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 ocean for that. I'm you know, two that degrees there's, there's increase. A, um, there's a dew on my window. <laughs> say, dude, <laughs> there's a dude on my window. So is your window yeah. very warm? No, a slight no. mist that has mist, fallen yeah. on so your. Every, yeah. every time I look out when okay. I wake up. First, I'm like, wow, it's foggy. Oh, wait. Yeah. No, it's just it's just dew. <laughs> it's just a dude. It's just a dude. Um, so, yes. Dude, Mountain Dew. Ow. So, yes, we are uh, we are drinking Miller Lite. It's cold yes. in here, so you it's may hear cold. a buzzing in the background. That is our little fake fireplace. I think we talked about it before. Yeah, the, we uh, talked about it before, and it makes a little bit of noise, and it doesn't really heat up the room much because it's a quick... It's a big room. Yeah, it's a little... And it's a tiny little heater. It's a little baby. A little baby heater. My mom um, informed me about the dangers of space heaters today. Why did she decide to, to do that? Well, I was telling her how cold it is in here. <laughs> she laughed in Denver. Yeah, she laughed um, as it's negative five. Yeah. And she was like, well, do you have a space heater? And I said, yeah, kind of. She said, you know those are dangerous, right? Well, yes, if and you I leave said, them on when yeah. you fall asleep. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Huh. It is true, but I try to convince her that ours barely heats up, you know, yeah. just like a, a three foot radius around it. So I don't know. And then she was like, that's even worse. <laughs> yeah. yeah, It's, it's faulty. holding all that. Yeah. It's, it's holding faulty. all that heat in there and it's going to explode in your face. <laughs> it may. Oh man. Funbot hates us even more now. I know he does. Screw you, Funbot. Um, this no, is we love film you related. Back. Yeah. This is film related because it's a, about surviving in our film studio exactly yay nailed it it's always film related always film related so what's new with us um we have another 
Maybe somebody decided that Funbot couldn't have all the fun. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And we got a new uh, review, five-star review from the real Morgasmo, and he speaks uh, yeah. to himself I mean, in, fir- in third person. So uh, thank you, I'm a big Morgan. fan of the real Morgasmo. Yes, that is so a many great ways. name. So many ways. Fantastic. Shall we read the review? Still, go ahead. You know what? Let's piss some more people off. He says, truth and experience with a spark. Ooh. Five stars. Well, yeah. Morgan enjoys the podcast for okay. the informative nature of the adventure had by this dynamic duo. Dynamic duo. We should host the Oscars. Go ahead. Morgan yeah. enjoys beer and the likes. Wow. <laughs> Morgan learns about film and beer in one place. Yes. Morgan enjoys the No Budget Filmmaking Podcast. Yes. Thank you both for the insane content. Thank you, Morgan. Morgan, Trevor, and Alex like your review and like you. Yes, they do. Thank you. Appreciate Thank you very much. It. Appreciate it. So uh, we got another five star review. Keep keep going back Appreciate there and reviewing, guys. Uh, let's battle those one stars that we've gotten somehow. Yeah, um, I don't know why Fun we're bot. just so enjoyable and entertaining. Yeah, um, we also are uh, finishing up. Uh, uh, actually, no, not finishing up. We did finish up a proposal for a big project that is kind of in the same vein of what we've done in the past for USC. Uh, that would be nice. Get a little cash to buy some more equipment. Yep, that would be <laughs> That's nice. That's what it always goes Matthew, to. That is what it always that goes to. Always goes to. But God, uh, if hey, we just saved a little bit of it, if only a little bit. If we just saved like half of it, we would be whoo, be funding a movie right. right now. Yeah, doing all right. Uh, but we we set that off, so we'll see what they say. See what they say. Yep, and we have uh, another business plan that we're working on. Have we talked about this? Um, I don't think we have. Yes, um, we did. We last week talked about the five movie ideas for our package. Remember, we made fun of the word package. Yeah, package. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, screw yeah, you, fun bot. Yeah. So uh, basically, <laughs> it's for a film fund. Yep. And uh, we are finishing up a uh, business plan slash proposal for yep. said film fund. Yep. Um, I'm going to send it off to some peeps to probably proofread and review and see if there's anything missing and or stupid extra stuff that shouldn't be in there. Yeah, if there's... That is. Um, and then... Uh, if you guys are ever wanting to make sure that you don't say stupid stuff and want to make sure you're called out for stupid stuff or grammatical and spelling errors, errors get married. Because they, yeah. <laughs> they, they will read it and bash you down in the name of building you up out of love. Yeah, they will. Yeah, so uh, no, I'll, I'll, my wife will probably look it over. She's a grammar and uh, spelling Nazi, so. Yes. Um, so we're going to do that to get that together. Uh, we have one specific person we're going to send it to, but other than that, we have a lot of people that we're going to reach out to and see if they want to invest in the fund of fun. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I um, so yes, yeah, so that's that's what we've been working on. Uh, you know, we have our five movie ideas that we're adding in. They, those ideas keep switching around as we get more, you know, in tune with what we want to do with it. But we're writing the outlines on two of them right now, and depending on what happens with the other three, we may be writing the movie outlines, or we may be pulling movie outlines from other people. We'll we'll figure it out. I don't know. Don't yeah. worry about us, guys. We got this. Yeah, don't worry. Um, so on to the main topic, YouTube, 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 YouTube. Everyone loves YouTube, right? No, not everyone. No. What? But it's but, so free and easy. Yeah. Um, I mean, some people do. Yeah. I mean, perhaps like a billion. I don't know. So a billion or two or something like that. I would people, say a billion, probably more than, I'm just going to go more than are alive in the world today love YouTube. Yeah, probably. Nailed it. Did you say yeah. eight billion? Yeah. Yeah, probably. Yeah. <laughs> it's close. Something like that. So, Counting for some dogs that watch it. 
Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. Um, so yes, uh, we are, I mean, I'm a big fan of YouTube. I could waste hours on YouTube. Um, sure. There's some, so there's some very entertaining things, very informative things. There's also a lot of steaming poop on YouTube. Sure. Sure. I'd um, say I tend to turn to YouTube specifically for informational content. Yep. I will do that. Um, and then every once in a while I'll get distracted by and what what could be called entertainment, but I wouldn't mm. say falls in line with like filmmaking and films or like narrative stuff. It's more just like stupid people doing stupid things yeah. or like, uh, wow, watch this guy dunk a, a soccer ball into a trash can. <laughs> I actually found myself, uh, I sent a link to Alex. Um, there's a movie coming out called I Am Mother. Oh, Looks yes. awesome. We haven't seen the trailer. We saw some footage and it's a robot sci-fi movie and the robot looks freaking awesome and that sent me down a youtube hole of uh adam savage uh, who um the the was on mythbusters was on mythbusters he has a new channel tested and that was actually who were revealing the robot um Mm -hmm. and the actor who's in the uh robot suit and i uh, just you know kept clicking like suggested here's up next and all that and just stayed up yeah. way too late watching that kind of stuff because i love me and alex are building out a little workshop where we can build things like that and uh i love it i love that stuff uh very cool um by building out a little workshop what trevor actually means yep. is we have a pile of tools yep. and equipment mm-hmm. yeah um literally piled um yeah into in a room and uh we are yeah, you know, Alex works in film cells and obviously doesn't understand how, <laughs> what marketing is. Um, uh, because as, as somebody who was marketing the uh, workshop, we have a workshop where we can build things. Yeah. Now, if you yeah. want to go to the That's super... True. We oh, have a workshop what? where we could build things yeah. because technically it's a room filled with tools that we could use. It's just not... It's not set up or even in the process of being set up. I'm firing you as our our marketing and PR person. You suck. Uh, (laughs) um, Yeah. So Uh, that's true. We do have a lot of tools and the the goal and dream one day to have a workshop with with cool things Um, um, and making stuff. Yeah. So YouTube is kind of – oh, man. Would you say – a great tool for filmmakers or a good tool for filmmakers? I would, I personally would say, um, in what way do you mean? Like for learning film? No, I, I don't think, I don't think we're even thinking about, we're thinking about it as a way of like getting your stuff out there. Um, right, I so would like say like hosting your video, like, hosting yeah, your because, movies and then like promoting them. Yeah. I'd give books to people and say, all that. I would say it is it is barely a tool for filmmakers. <laughs> That's not where I saw that going, but okay. <laughs> Only because, um, well, it's free for people, right? Yeah. The way to monetize it is through ads, mm-hmm. which isn't, you know, yeah. you're not going to make probably um like the budget of a movie back or anything on the ad revenue from youtube so let's let's start off with you know we'll come to a conclusion on if youtube's good or bad oh yeah at the end at the end so let's start with the the summation in summation first and we're done bye-bye okay um so okay let's start off with the positives the benefits of using youtube yeah what are the bennies the bennies 
Uh, um, it's obviously the number one video site in the world. Um, That's true. It's it's like it's synonymous with like, hey, did you see that video? And most people say, oh, on YouTube. Right. I mean, if you say, oh, on Facebook, I'll say, no, you're stupid. Not on Facebook. Why would anybody put anything of, of value on Facebook? Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but no, I mean, it's it's kind of the go to like. Even if it's like, hey man, did you check out my trailer? People will say, oh, on YouTube? Because right. it's just kind of, it's kind of become the brand. It's kind of like Kleenex. It is. Kleenex of tissue paper. YouTube is the YouTube of video sites. Yeah. So in that way, there's a large uh, awareness mm-hmm. of it. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, so if you were to have a video that you wanted people to see and you were like, hey, watch my video, it would be easy for them to assume that they could just go on YouTube and Google or like search for you and uh, uh, find it. Yeah. So yeah, that's, that's a plus. Big plus, big plus. Uh, You already mentioned it. It's free. It's free. Um, That is is also a big plus. Huge plus. Um, There's a big reach in that lots of people are already on it and Mm -hmm. therefore could potentially find you accidentally. Yeah, yeah, and I'll, I'll, we'll, we'll talk about that actually in the What's Cool, because they just ruled out something new that uh, YouTube's doing mm-hmm. about that uh, people could reach you and find you um, a little bit easier now. It's oh. a little bit easier now, yeah. Um, so yeah, and um, like we said, it's familiar. People know YouTube. People know how to navigate YouTube. It works great on mobile devices. Yeah. Um, you know, the app is great, but also at the same time, uh, you could just do the mobile website on your phone. Um, you know, phone sure. screens are great now, so I would never feel bad about somebody watching um, a trailer of ours or a video of ours on their Note Nine. It's a crisp screen, 1080, yep. um, works great. Um, yep. That way, you can also always, you know, pull up your your trailer or your you know sizzle reel on your phone to show somebody if you're talking about what's on there, and it, it's easily accessible. Yeah. Um, it is embeddable, which is nice. I mean, if you have a website or something, you can put it up on YouTube and then embed it on your own site. Mm-hmm. Um, um, which, you know, has its pros and cons. Yeah. I mean, it will splash the YouTube, um, watermark over it when it's paused or stopped. And um, it will have the recommended yeah. stuff at the end. Yep. Um, and that's just, that comes with it. That's that's how they give it to you for free because they want to make ad revenue. So they will point your viewers to whatever has ads on it that yep. they think is popular. Um, the biggest thing that I think that has come out in YouTube in the last five, ten years, I think would be the YouTube spaces uh, and the workshops. Yeah. Um, for those who don't know, because you kind of, one, you have to be in the right city that has a YouTube works uh, YouTube space. Yeah, I don't they have know them all over the world. Yeah, let's see. Let, let me just double check here. They have one in Los Angeles. They have one in New York. Yep. They have one in uh, Tokyo. Okay, in London, London, England. Uh, we got Berlin, Dubai, London, Los Angeles, uh, Mumbai, New York, Paris, Rio, Tokyo, Toronto, and that's it. Nice. So that's pretty good. That's a pretty good. Sp- Spread out. out. Uh, in the if U.S., it's not very spread out. I mean, I mean, it's very spread out. But it's I mean, I, I guess I would say <laughs> coast to coast, as one would say. <laughs> I guess yes, you're right. But I would say it's like I would expect there to be a couple more in the U.S. Um, 
You know, yeah. you got Los Angeles and New York. I would expect to see like a Chicago or a, hell in Atlanta or yeah. maybe something in the south. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if they pop up. Yeah. Sometime. Maybe Austin would be a good one. Uh, YouTube, if you're listening. Uh, the, the entity thing, known as YouTube, if you're I, listening. I don't quite understand um, their reasoning behind it. I mean, I know it's like, why put it in L.A. and New York? Because it's for YouTube creators. And I would say probably like most of the YouTube like big people that they're trying to support aren't necessarily in those areas they're all over the place yeah i think youtube is trying to get into i think also with their youtube red where they're trying to create like their own shows and everything like that and they wanted to use their own space that was probably one of the reasons because it was like you know most of the people who are not just doing like videos of them sitting at a desk talking in front of a wall with a bunch of pictures behind them uh and want to do narrative or bigger production things need the space to do it and we want them to be on youtube red um i think that has one thing to do with it although yeah. Um, that's not really what they do. I mean, you could you could do all your production stuff there. No, you can't. I mean, I mean, they have depends. the sound stages. If, I mean, yeah, if you're talking about like narrative stuff, like no, not really, because I mean, it's sound this, stages. Yeah. It's like green screen stuff. It's like in front of a a psych or something. I haven't been to one in a while. Do they have? They don't have any standing sets, do they? No, but what they do is they have. Um, well, this was a little while ago. I don't know if they do this anymore yeah. or if they. Ever since we it. got our studio, we haven't even needed. It. But they um, they used to put on like uh, uh, events for people of specific um, like specific types of creators, like people that do comedy, right? Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. so they'll have they'll bring in a bunch of comedy creators, and during that period, they will have built a set for some type of theme that they're doing, and those creators will get to use that set. Uh, but other than that, it's not – there's nothing there. They have like virtual sets you can use, I guess, for like talk showy type things. And then they have the green screens and then just like empty rooms. And that's pretty much it. And you're not allowed – they do have equipment that you can check out to shoot that stuff. But you can't, yeah. you can't leave the premises with it. So it's I, not like you could shoot um, you know, something out at your place with their gear. I am looking at some of their like – you know. Advertisement, I guess you could say, just their their web page. Yeah, it does look they have some rigging. They have like a guy hooked up to a vest with a cable and like flying him through a space. So I mean, they have some things. I mean, then that's perfect, like YouTube video they have stuff. You're, I mean, I think if you if you were like a top YouTuber and came to them and was like, I want to build a set in your studio, they'd probably be like, All right, yeah, cool. But if you're the type of guy that has like ten thousand subscribers, what's the, like, what's the limit you need? What is it? What's, um, it used to be 10,000, and then I think maybe it got bumped up. No, 10,000. No strikes on their channel. Yeah, but that's uh, that's limited use of the space, and then it that goes up in tiers based on like what you can get yeah. and do there. But then, you know. I mean, you used it for some high-speed uh, yeah. camera work, mm-hmm. just to do, which really it was nothing. And that was really only because they just happened to have a Phantom. I know. Day. It's a lucky ass. God. I don't know why they they had it. They just did. They were like, oh, we got one for for the next two days. And I was like, all right, let's do it. Yeah, and that was also like one of those things where it was like you were doing a video that really had nothing. Like, it was just a, hey, we have a channel, and um, let's throw this video of slow motion stuff in it. Yep, exactly. I mean, because they said that they had it and we could use it. Yeah. But it was kind of 
a video about we made a couple videos about um the YouTube space itself and like the trip to the YouTube space. So yeah. it kind of fit in that way. Yeah. I mean it's it's a definitely especially for people who are just kind of again, shooting in their parents' basement, shooting in their bedroom. Um it does give you a little bit more freedom to kind of expand your production a little bit. Better cameras. Um Yeah. I think generally speaking it's like kind of a novelty thing. Like no I don't I don't think anyone really goes there and shoots on the rigs, you know, like shoots their stuff all the time. I don't know. I mean, that's, that's a good question because they're, they have a lot of money put in those things. Yeah. But I mean, think about if they just had like 12 filmmakers or creators, like using that space on the regular, like they'd be booked up all the time. That's true. Why won't they, why don't they get booked up all the time? I mean, it's like, I'm sure they do, but I just think it's like, there's so many YouTubers out there Yeah, that I think, you know, people come and go and like people come from out of town and go in and use it for a couple of days and then leave. You know, I'm just saying like, I don't think anyone has their show based out of there. No, no. Yeah, no, definitely not that. Um, but if you want to expand your, you know, base and then like go off of again from your parents' bedroom is what I'm, uh, basement yeah. is what I'm just yeah. assuming. Um, but, um, they also, it seems like they have a lot of events there and they like do. workshops. So yeah. that might be just an area where it's like, Hey, guess what? Uh, we just want, our own spot where we can do YouTubey stuff. Yeah. And, and and that's pretty cool. And that, again, that you have to have 10,000 subscribers to start, but if you have that many, you may be able to build up it, up the number of subscribers you have by just doing a couple bigger videos at the YouTube space. And I think uh, one of the cool things that they offer mm-hmm. and one of the benefits of YouTube, yeah, sort of, I guess, depending on what yeah. you think, is that um, they do offer workshops and sort of training on how to use it to the best of your ability. So if you want to learn about how to post things properly and use tags and descriptions and all that, you can go in, take a free workshop, talk to them about it, and they'll tell you, you know, sort of like the best practices for that kind of stuff. Yeah. Which is cool, I think. No, no, definitely. And I mean, what camera? I think they have reds there, don't they? They, they do, a, yeah. Yeah. And so cannons. They have the, the Canon C 300s and stuff. Mark II? I don't know. I don't think that came out when I was hmm. there last time. I'm sure they would have it now, though. Um, so, I mean, those are those are definitely cool spots to check out, especially if you have enough um, people on, uh, subscribers on YouTube, on your channel. Uh, just go check out the YouTube space. You can go get a little tour. Um, it's definitely something that's handy. Uh, it's keeping your back pocket for productions for your... Uh, you know, yeah, your uh, YouTube channel. Um, another thing that is great about YouTube is just as YouTube is the YouTube of video, Google is the Google of search engines. And because Google owns YouTube, um, if somebody's searching for something kind of related to your video in Google, you may pop up in the search results right inside of Google. Um, yeah. And that is very helpful because everyone uses Google to search. <laughs> Screw you, Bing. Um, yeah, Yahoo. Woo! Yeah. Um, so, I mean, it, it definitely is, is another opportunity for somebody to find your video. If they're looking for something that's somewhat related to yours, and it, you know, the, next, the bar that says video, your video pops up fourth, they might be like, wait a second, this looks kind of interesting. I'll check it out. Yeah, but again, I think that really, like, the benefit of that is pretty specific to 
like uh, in instructional stuff, you know, because it's like if you're talking about a movie, yeah, uh, and you're like googling the title of the movie, like they'll probably find your movie. Yeah, but I will say, having us t- having taken over Larry's YouTube page, there are times when I'm searching for a um, an actor, yeah. and Larry's YouTube interview with them pops up. Sure. Um, so, yes, that that is helpful. And, and granted, most people who are most filmmakers are not going to have interviews with uh, you know famous celebrities, but just to say that you know you have somebody who is a name in your little short. You never know when that may pop up. Yes, there's that. But I think um, the real benefit of that comes down to like people searching for, how do I unclog my toilet? <laughs> and then your video comes up that shows them how to unclog their toilet. Hey, if you guys and, want to make those instructional videos, more power to you. Yeah. So, I mean, that's like the, the, real, the real deal because, um, I mean, you can't necessarily... Uh, you can't rely on the fact that because you have a poster of Javier Bardem in your <laughs> in your short film, uh, that it's going to pop up because someone types Javier Bardem in Google. You know, unless it's like, you, that's unless not the like title a, of your video of your short is "Where's Javier Bardem," yeah, then, then it may that, pop up. Even that probably won't. Probably won't. Um. Just because Google is smart. That's true. Well, too smart for its own good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it does. It, it, I have noticed that some videos that uh, we have done for Larry do pop up if you type in certain people. So every once in a while, it could happen. You know what? It may just happen. I mean, I think if you're if you're talking about like convenience, I think that's a big benefit. Where it's like you're typing in Google, like. Um, Trevor's awesome movie trailer, and then that's what I call it. Trevor's awesome movie trailer uh, comes up on yeah, as, but most and, and people then it's just like go conven- to YouTube. <laughs> well, but if they don't, you know, yeah, that's it's like true. that's a convenience element yeah. where it's like, oh, here's the video. I can just click on it instead of going to like a web page that may or may not have a video on it. And then once they integrate Rotten Tomatoes and everyone gives Trevor's awesome movie trailer two uh, percent tomato, yeah, two percent, then, then we're screwed. Yep. <laughs> Um, and then uh, I was going to say that I thought I said it for the, the what's, uh, what's cool part, but there is a new program they're doing. It's called on the rise. So they have the on the rise program where up and comers, uh, get space on YouTube's trending page, but now they're having an up and comer uh, on the rise, like section of YouTube. And it's for people that they feel are interesting, but have fewer than 10,000 subscribers. So it's the people can't use the YouTube space, but they want to kind of push them a little bit. Yeah. Give them a little area that they could be discovered in, as they say. Yeah, and and I would say perhaps that's a benefit. Again, I don't really know uh, why <laughs> it would be. Why are we doing this podcast on YouTube? <laughs> <laughs> Just because it's like, uh, you know, all, all of this stuff is great if you want to be a YouTuber. But is it great for promoting a film? I don't know. Because, it's tough. Because if you're... You're not if you're p- promoting a film on YouTube, right? Mm-hmm. In the traditional way, like yep. you're not making a vlog about yep. it. You're not doing. You're just posting up the trailer. Yeah. You're not creating enough content for YouTube to deem you interesting. Mm-hmm. You know, like you're not you're not playing into what they want, which is constant contact and interaction with subscribers. You're just putting it up there to your like your vacant subscriber list and. Uh, 
using it that's, as like a, a promotional tool, which is exactly what they don't necessarily want on YouTube. That's true. Granted, their trailers get millions of views on YouTube, but what? I, but that's for companies well, that's that for channels are, that yeah, are making are just making movies, promoting yeah. trailers. Yep. That's not um, for an individual who has created a single movie and has a single movie trailer. But we are forgetting about the people who are we're, – we're talking about film – like we're specifically talking about filmmakers right now. But you got to remember there's some people who want to make web series and YouTube is a great spot for that because you are constantly updating it with episodes. And a lot of people get their start on uh, web series yes. and making webisodes where they are a little more cinematic. Um, you know, that was that um, – what was that thing that Rocky was in? Was it called The Resistance or something? Remember we I showed you the trailer for it was a long time ago. It was kind of like a and it was like all the super slow motion replication rejuvenation. <laughs> Nailed it. Oh my god, that's it. Rejuvenation. Um yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Um, um but yeah, I remember it. It was a very well done high quality web series that they were going to do on YouTube and I yep. think Maybe their investors realize that they can't make any money, that much money back on YouTube that would pay for that. Yes. But um, I think there's a lot of questions and debate that go into this idea because technically, I think if we're actually like looking into it and, and perhaps like honest about it, it's like YouTube is not really the best place for that because um, it's just not. The compression like the, sucks. The algorithm and everything is not geared towards like a ten episode series or something. You know, it's like yeah. it's it's you're definitely gonna get beaten by people who are dunking soccer balls into <laughs> trash cans all day long. Wow, that's very specific. <laughs> what have you been watching on YouTube? Um and also I think a lot of people don't tend to watch longer stuff on YouTube. Right. Um and I don't know. It's just like to me, having worked at a YouTube company, hey, hey, hey. they um, Name they were always talking about downplaying the quality. You know, like That's they don't true. they don't want it to be cinematic because they want it to feel like like the viewer could could do it. Like you know, they want it to <sighs> seem like the viewer is part of it. Oh. You know, or like it's just like a guy doing it in his garage. And yeah. Like, it's the story of like hope and and whatnot because it's like the viewer is like, oh man, maybe I could start a web series or something. And I think that's what they were trying to do with YouTube Red was give more cinematic stuff where people would pay for it. And all of a sudden yeah. people, they were like, wait, people don't want to pay for this because on YouTube they're used to being free uh, because they've scrapped YouTube Red. Uh, they said all their content on their site now is going to be free. Yeah. Um, and I well, do, yeah. Also, I mean, I tried watching Cobra Kai. Oh. On YouTube, right? Uh huh. It's just, it's weird. I don't know. It's not, it's, I don't personally think it's the right, because. But see, this is the thing, because if you go on the Roku, right, there's yeah. an app for for YouTube. Yes, there's and a, it's a disaster. Yes, that's true. But if they made the app better, it still, it wouldn't be weird to then go, to go like the HBO app could, you know, it could here's look the, like the HBO the, app. Here's the difference. Yeah. Uh, the HBO app has, I don't know, let's say 120 titles. Mm hmm. Uh, the YouTube app has like a billion titles <laughs> and you have to sort through guys dunking soccer balls into trash cans all day long. <laughs> You're obsessed with that analogy. Okay, so here's my question. 
do you think that YouTube may not be a great place to be discovered? If you're hoping that you can throw stuff on YouTube and then somebody discovers you, but a great place to maybe host things at that you push people towards because it is free. I think YouTube is a great place to build an audience okay. more so than any other or like a fan base or like try to connect with a community of people because So what are you putting up to connect with them? Not cinematic stuff. I think like vlog type stuff or like talking like like we should put this why anybody would want to, would want to see us talking but uh Yeah, exactly. Uh, like just okay. talk. You know, like you build an audience around yourself because that's what YouTube's about. It's like personal brands and whatnot. And like if you wanted to build yourself as like a filmmaker brand, then maybe YouTube would be the place to go. But I don't think if you – that being said, I don't think that there is specifically a better place, like yeah. a winner that's like – if you have a web series, like there's no, there's no place that's like, oh, man, that's way better than YouTube. Uh, yeah, because there's no better matter- view- viewing experiences, in my opinion. Yeah, there's um, there's more targeted uh, places that are like geared towards web series specifically, or like independent film specifically. Mm-hmm. Um, but is it better? I don't know. I, I think you honestly cannot just hope that any platform you put your video on that it's going to lead to you being discovered by somebody right. without any marketing or any press or any advertisements in any way shape or form even if it's youtube or anything like that yeah because i mean have you ever rented a movie on youtube never not once no me either now maybe we're old oh don't say that (laughs) yeah if you guys have rented movies on youtube let us know in the comments because i've rented movies on google yeah google play all the time absolutely me too and Um, and amazon amazon but youtube to me just like you said it it's it's kind of this weird thing. It's almost like YouTube touts it as this, the p- way to get discovered as a filmmaker, but nobody thinks of it like that. Yeah. I mean... Because to be honest, like the way, I, the way I look at it, right? If you're going to be discovered as a filmmaker, uh-huh. um, there's, it's, it's almost like platform agnostic because what's actually happening... Like, it may seem like to someone, oh, you put it up on YouTube and then you got recognized. But what's actually happening is you put it up somewhere. Yeah. And um, a guy at, like, no film school finds it. There you go. Okay. And is like, oh, this is really cool. That's and then dude posts on your it, windshield finds yeah, it. <laughs> posts it up on, like, a huge blog. And then it gets circulated to other blogs. But it doesn't really matter that it's on YouTube or any place else because it's actually being embedded yeah. in these blogs and news outlets, yeah. like, places. So in that way, I think it doesn't really matter. And also, when it comes to like films and stuff being discovered, I think probably Vimeo has more clout. I mean, they have the Vimeo staff picks, which are actually kind of like yeah notable. I think if you're a filmmaker and you got your film as a Vimeo stack, staff pick, um, I think that could potentially be more... Um, exciting to someone in the industry than, oh, my film got 100,000 views. Yeah. I mean, I think there's... It's true for everything. There's, like, success stories on every platform. So I don't know if it is platform-specific because Vimeo had high maintenance that then became a series on HBO. Yeah. I'm pretty sure um, Broad City started on YouTube as a web series. Yeah. Um, You know, there's tons of... I think... Issa Rae started doing something on YouTube 
that then became yeah. insecure. There was that other – we had somebody on Larry who did like teachers or it was like a teacher. It was about teachers. It was like the raunchy side of teachers and they started on YouTube. Oh, um, uh, yeah. Yeah. So but I mean, that was – yeah. So I think there are some successors and I think that's what people hold on to is like, oh, all these started as web series on YouTube. But it's not because they were on YouTube. It's because yeah. they were well done and they got attention through like write-ups and – yeah, and I think if you look at short films, mm-hmm. I would imagine that more attention was given to short films on Vimeo than on YouTube. Yeah. You know, but I don't know. Who knows? I mean, I'm sure there's exceptions to both. I mean, yeah, there there absolutely has to be because, like, again, like, there are people who have done very well on YouTube um, – Outside of like watch me play video games and uh, watch me yell racist stuff like PewDiePie um, or <laughs> things oh, like PewDiePie. <laughs> oh PewDiePie, but I mean yeah, I guess like we could get into the negatives of YouTube. We've been talking about it pretty handily, but I mean a side note is that you have to play by their rules, and that's true with everything. That's true of Vimeo and and all that, but YouTube is also trying to brand itself as family friendly, so you can't kind of do anything you want on YouTube. Yeah, you're limited yeah. in that way. And also, um, because it is such a big um, global global brand yeah. and community, um, they have to constantly sort of shift and change their terms of service and even just how it works. Like, you know, they, they started rolling out that new... Uh, back end like the creator studio or whatever yeah and they give you the option of doing like the new creator studio or using the classic and it's like well i hate the new one yeah. uh so i revert to the classic but eventually they're going to get rid of the yeah, classic I, I get that message every day and it's 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 definitely something that like for services that charge a monthly premium for their services <laughs> <laughs> um they don't really have to worry about like changing drastically because they're getting their money from members. So yeah. they just have to keep the members happy. Right. Uh, something like YouTube, they have to change things around so that they get better ad yes. revenue because that's the only way they get paid. So they'll change if, if they, this is exactly what YouTube will do. If they find tomorrow that one thing they've been doing, if they change it drastically for the creators, but it makes them 20% more profit, they will do it. Absolutely. And and they won't give you any warning. And if that hurts your personal profit because you're maybe not as big as the other guys, they don't care. Because they have to make a profit, and the only way they make profit is through ads. And in much in the same way, they have um, sort of like this automated copyright claims thing going on, right? Um, that will sort of flag your video if, it's, if it thinks it has certain stuff in it. Uh, but if it's mistaken... It can be difficult to remedy it sometimes. Now, this is not... No, this was. This is a story. Uh, this just boggles me. This is like... When people ask me what I think about YouTube, this is the story I always turn to. Larry's channel got hit with a copy... A, like a takedown notice yeah. from YouTube. Mm-hmm. Because... I don't know if the artist himself put a copyright notice in or if they're just the the automated algorithm found it. An artist 
it said that Larry was using snippets from an artist's song in the episode. Right. Very strange because we create our own content. But what had happened is this artist had taken sound clips from Larry's episodes, put it into like a mixed DJ EDM song, and YouTube matched that and said, oh, you stole from them. It's like, are you kidding me? Like, it's... Yeah, he the, stole reason, from us. the reason it's matching is because he took that soundbite from that episode and put it in his song. Now, again, I don't know if that DJ was trying to be a dick and like, look what I'll do. Like, I'll get him to take it down. Or if it's just, he just put it in there, put it up on SoundCloud or something, and the YouTube algorithm just found it. Yeah. Um, and then they just, they don't care. They will strike you down and be like, look at what you're doing. Because yep. they're so afraid of losing money. Yeah. And, um, you know, there's a lot of different stuff that ha- like when we when I uh, was putting up these podcasts on YouTube, I was getting a lot of like strikes from YouTube saying that there was duplicate content, even though it was different. Yeah, you know, like the episodes weren't the same, um, obviously, but yeah. it was claiming that they were it was duplicate content and it would like block me from posting them up. And not only that, but you'll see a lot of people do steal your stuff. Sure. I mean, you have to be very diligent on YouTube to find your own stuff because we had an episode that our guest ripped off of Aura's website and put on his own channel. And then, like, was mad when we copyright claimed it. It It's like, dude, you put the whole episode, the whole interview on your YouTube channel and put ads before it. Yeah, and that's breaching our contract with Hulu. Yeah. Not only is it just a dick thing to do, but you're breaching our contract with Hulu. Yeah. And it's like, give me a break. And like, he had fans that were like, why'd you take it down from his? It's like, well, why doesn't he give away his documentary for free if we're all about like giving, like putting stuff up there for free? Yeah. Or not only that, why doesn't he give me, why don't. Why can't I post his documentary up? And take money and take ads from it. Yeah, exactly. It's like. No, that's not how it works. And that's the thing. It's kind of like still the wild, wild west in YouTube, and YouTube hasn't figured it out completely or easily or smoothly, and yeah. it sucks. Yep. Um, another thing that I think might be a negative, depending, mm-hmm. I don't know. It's probably not. I'm I'm pretty uh, picky about certain things. <laughs> but um, to me, if I had a website, right? Yeah. And I was going to put up my trailer yeah. on my website. Yeah. Having it be a YouTube video seems less professional to me than having literally anything else. Yeah. Uh, just because, I don't know. Again, I think when I think of YouTube, I think of cat videos and people ducking uh, <laughs> soccer balls into trash cans. Yeah. Not, not like feature films or like short films or whatever. So seeing just even like the red little player and like the YouTube stuff, like it's not going to deter me from watching it, but I just feel like for me... Being a picky person, if I was making my website, I would want a video on a different platform. Yeah. Plus, like you said, compression kind of sucks. There's other platforms like Vimeo that have slightly better compression, so it seems a little bit better. And or it, Wistia. It, and or like after ones. they're done with a video that you put on your website, it goes suggested cat videos or guys dunking soccer balls in the trash cans. Yeah. And, and you, like, can, you can kind of... Kind of. You can kind of get rid of it sometimes... Um, but yeah, I mean, and then also, I don't know, there's just like <laughs> the ability to like rebrand in different, uh, things where it's like, oh, okay, it'll have like a little watermark that is 
my production company logo yeah. on like Vimeo, but it won't. Or I can like change the colors of the player to match my website, which is nice. Like stuff, little stuff like that. I think just makes it seem more professional on a website. Now, don't get us wrong, because it's easy for us to sit here and be like, yeah, I mean, like Vimeo is so much better. We pay for Vimeo Pro. Yeah. So it may be not be something that you can pay for, and we totally get that. We're just saying that. I there's. Think, a, I think there's free versions of Vimeo. Yeah, but I don't know if they have all the options. I think they want you to pay. Yeah, I remember, because I, I um, um, an actor friend of mine didn't have internet for a little bit. His actor friend needed to upload a... Uh, Audition, so they came to my place, and um, I was like, "Oh, I guess his drive was full. It's Google Drive, and he had to send like a link." Yeah. I was like, "We'll just throw it on Vimeo, and then uh, allow people to download it." And he was looking at it in French, so I had no idea what it said. And it the the download button was blurred out because you have to have Pro. So uh-huh. stuff like that that they they want you to pay, and that's how they do it. They yep. they give you Extra they show features. you features. That you have to pay to get. And YouTube, while it's annoying and all that, it still is free. And so, yeah, it may be annoying to have the YouTube watermark or suggested videos that aren't yours after the video. But we want to tell you that as if you're uh, if you're trying to say no budget to low budget, sometimes YouTube's the best option because you can't pay uh, for Vimeo or the other ones. Yeah. Um, and at the same time, if you think you're going to get rich off of, off of uh, YouTube, good luck. It does not make that much money. You not no. only have to have tons of views, you have to have comments. You have to have I- interactions uh, before your videos start blowing up to the point where you can make a lot of money. I mean, you talk about like the big YouTubers like Ryan Toys Review. Yeah. <laughs> they, they get millions upon millions upon millions of views per video, and they put out so many videos a week that they're in a, they're in a volume business. It's it's one hundred percent a volume business, and um, I mean, even if you were to work for a company uh, that's making YouTube videos, you would see that it's a volume business. I think uh, with the monetization, I mean, what we found out is even when you have said celebrities involved in your projects, it doesn't <laughs> necessarily equate to millions of views. Ah, uh, we well, could be attested to that with Larry's channel. Yeah. So it, it's, it really comes down to a lot of different things. So I think, you know, if that's your reasoning, like, oh, I will put it on YouTube, it's going to be easier for people to find. I'll get way more people to watch it. Not necessarily. No. You could easily put it up on YouTube and get hundreds of people to see it. You could easily put it up on Vimeo and get hundreds of people to see it. It's, you know, it, it's, it's not, all it's depends not on, about the platform. Yeah, it all depends on how you are sending people to it. Like, that's what's most important. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so, you know... And like Alex said, you're competing with cat videos and guys dunking uh, <laughs> um, soccer balls in soccer, trash cans. Soccer balls, soccer balls in the trash cans. Not, not only are you competing with them, but I would say you're putting yourself on the same playing field as them. Yeah. Or level. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah, yeah. That's what bugs me about it is like, I am wanting to make like films, right? Yeah. That are highly crafted and have like cinematography and music scores that are purposefully, you know, put in. And then like next to your video on the right hand bar <laughs> is like a, a video of like a dude just yelling at the camera about sporks. <laughs> 
and that's what you're on the same. It's like this, you know. To be to be fair, I did ask Alex today about uh, something I wanted to buy, and he sent me a YouTube clip of a guy reviewing. Yes, reviewing what I said. So, it, I mean, that's why I mean. I think to me, yeah. it's like a perfect place for informative videos. Yeah, I'll give you that. Uh, it's a great place uh, for you know dumb entertainment. Like yeah. Uh, Guys dunking soccer balls in the <laughs> trash cans. I just don't want anybody to think that, like, because there's so many people making money off of YouTube and getting so much exposure, that unless you're doing something like a vlog or, you know, one of those trendy things like playing video games and screaming at the camera when you get scared, you're, YouTube isn't necessarily the best avenue to showcase your talents as a filmmaker, as a serious filmmaker. I yeah, mean, uh, I'd like to just throw out there. Uh oh. Um, aside from um, web series, let's let's take web series out of the equation. Okay, web right series now. are out of the web series are out of the equation. Um, so e equals mc minus w. Aside from s. Aside from the uh, the few filmmakers who have quote unquote been discovered. Hmm. Uh, I don't know if anybody's been discovered off. Yeah, like well, let's say like Neil Blomkamp or something. Yeah, who put up like about, a short film or whatever. What about or that like Mortal the Lights Kombat Out one? Guy. That's a web series. No, it wasn't. It was just that one t- teaser trailer where they had. They oh, didn't do they, the whole they thing. Turned it into a series. Did they? Yeah, uh, yeah and something else like. Um, yeah, Machinima. Which, which, series. speaking of like putting cre- uh, cinematic stuff, Machinima closed. Yeah. Like th- there you go. There's your thing right there. They can't yeah. make money doing cinematic stuff on, on. Uh, yeah. Uh, but go ahead, continue. Sorry. Well, I'm Take saying like aside from people that got discovered because of one-off things. Yeah. Um. Name like. Name like uh, YouTube successful oh. filmmakers. Um. They're all the informative guys that like talk about how to make films. Like that's who they are. Steven Spielberg. Yep. Um. Yeah. Oh, Francis yeah. Ford Coppola, obviously. You right. big YouTuber. Yeah, he's got his wine uh, channel. Yeah. <laughs> <Touché>. Um <laughs> I mean, uh, the biggest one of all, Stanley Kubrick, who did photography and YouTube. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he did. Yeah. Before he died, before the creation of YouTube. Yeah, he was huge. Totally. Huge he on was YouTube. Huge. Yeah. Huge. He was a volume guy, though, too. Yeah. He made 2001 videos. <laughs> Boo. <laughs> Boo. <laughs> Screw you. That was bad. I'm not even going to give you any credit for that shit. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, like, but like, if, if you think about like YouTube famous filmmakers, right? Yeah. You got maybe like Freddie Wong, who's, yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't know if that's, I don't know if that qualifies. I mean, it does because he's a filmmaker. Yeah. Um, but his, his YouTube videos are about like video games and they're about like, they're, 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 uh, how to like, make special effects and stuff like that. So it's like, is that is that the same thing? I don't know. It's like to me, they're two totally different things. It's it's funny because the biggest names on there, I haven't seen any movies from them. Like right. Casey Neistat. Is right. he? He's a vlogger. Yeah, but doesn't he do movies now? No, I don't know. Does he? I don't know. Um, then there's like it says he's a filmmaker. Who's that? Who's that? Uh, Parker Wallbeck guy. Who's that guy? No, I don't know. I think I he makes um, um, freelance something. I don't know, but 
anyway, again, it's like he's a filmmaker who is teaching people how to Same with films. Ryan Connolly. Ryan Connolly, yeah. I mean, he. I, I don't know. Like, he keeps saying he makes shorts. I haven't yeah. really seen anything that he does. I've, I've that, seen his shorts and stuff yeah, on but his I YouTube channel. But yeah. I haven't seen... You know, I haven't seen a feature-length film from him or anything like that. And you haven't he, heard of any, like, outside success aside exactly. from, like, being on YouTube. Right. It's like him saying, like, hey, YouTubers, my fans, I'm making this. Right. Um, you know, it's him making it on his own. I don't think he's been signed to a deal where it's like, now we want to hire you to do a feature film. Right. So, it's hard. So, anyway, let's talk about some alternatives. We also yeah. Uh, we've already mentioned some of them. Yep. Yep. Uh, I mean, let's Vimeo. first talk about hosting alternatives. Yes. Because this is, again, this comes down to what I'm talking about here, like the difference between hosting and distribution. Yeah. Because people want to look at YouTube as both a hosting and a distribution platform. Yeah. And it, um, it can it be? It can be. I don't know, it's, but not really. Not really. Um, Vimeo is a good hosting one. We use that a lot. Um, you know, all of our videos on our websites are real stuff like that. Um, promo videos that we do for clients, we do it on Vimeo. We do it through Vimeo. Um, it's more professional. It is. They um, also have features specifically geared towards people like us because you can send off videos for client review. And they can add in notes yeah. and stuff like that on like a special review page. And they where do. There's like no other videos yeah. shown. It's not like sending people to YouTube where it's like just garbage all around. And it's like a blank yeah. page with your video and that's it. And that's a positive and negative of Vimeo. It is not a social platform like YouTube. Um, it is. It's not highly yeah. utilized, I would say. But it's, you it's can not, like comment and. Yeah, but it's not jammed down your throat. No. It's like it's not like its main purpose is not to be like push you to the next video and and, and you right. know get you to have all these followers and subscribers. No, no, it's it's a place for you to showcase your talent and host you know features and web series and a little more cinematic stuff. Yeah, and and so we use Vimeo a lot. Love Vimeo. The compression is so much better than YouTube. Yeah. Um. So yeah, Vimeo is a great great option. Uh, then there's Wistia, which is like Vimeo's more expensive, but um, not really any more like impressive cousin. Yeah, yeah. It's I think a lot of corporations use Wistia. Uh, yeah, I don't know. think I've ever hosted anything on Wistia. It's it's weirdly expensive. Then there's uh, <laughs> Amazon S3, which is just your no frills. A- Amazon S3, you wouldn't even know if it's hosted on Amazon S3. Yeah, like because it needs like a container, really. Yeah. Like Amazon, uh, Netflix, they all their streaming and hosting is on Amazon S3. Right. It is just a bare bones hosting. Give allow you to have access to it through whatever player you you create, uh, right. kind of thing. Um, yeah. Aura hosts all their videos on their site on Amazon S3. Uh, very dependable. Yeah. Uh, can expand easily if as you uh, need more space. Um, that's kind of like the creme de la creme. If you are, you know, if you're doing your own distribution platform, you have five videos, and you, me and Alex, are thinking about doing this at one point. Amazon S3 is the way you go. Yeah, and you pay based on bandwidth, right? Yep. Bandwidth yep. usage. Yep, 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 yep. Uh, then that's just for hosting. Like you literally yeah. like post it up, and it hosts your video for you to do with whatever you please. Um, then there's distribution, and again. We're mentioning Vimeo because Vimeo has 
Vimeo yeah. On Demand. Mm-hmm. They have Vimeo OTT, which is like the ability for you to create your own sort of streaming platform. Channel kind of, yeah. Um, and you can monetize those. You can set the price. I think Vimeo On Demand, Vimeo takes 10%. That's not bad. Um, and Vimeo OTT, I think... Um, it, they have like a, a little bit more complicated pricing structure, but yeah. it's based on subscriptions. Um, so there's those two options. Then you got iTunes. You can just yeah post your put up your uh, film on iTunes they'll through take like a an cut. aggregator. They'll take a cut, but uh, I think they take fifty percent. Yeah, and then, it's pretty ridiculous. Um, Amazon Prime Video Direct again, same thing. You can put that up. You can put a video. You can put a whole series up if you want on Amazon. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you knew that, guys. You can just stick it there. Yeah, Amazon just take, wants can- content because they're just gonna yeah. take take a cut of it. They take fifty percent too. I think. Yeah. Then you got things like Seed and Spark, which is way more geared towards like indie filmmakers and probably only seen by other indie filmmakers. Yeah, that is a uh, Seed and Spark. Their main bread and butter is funding projects, but they yeah. also they have launched their own yep um, platform. I I paid to check it out once because I wanted to see what it was like because. What's interesting is like when you finance your film through Seed and Spark, they also give you the option to distribute on Seed and Spark. Yeah. Um, and they claim that it's way more transparent. It's like geared towards filmmakers, so you can actually see where the money is going and what's coming in and all that kind of stuff and how it's coming in. Get more, a little bit more um, data than you would that if it was on like Netflix or whatever, yeah. right? Which you, you would get no data. Yeah, none at all. Um, so that is interesting, and I. I What's really interesting about it is it's like a slider of like pay what you want starting at like two bucks a month. Mm-hmm. So I tried it. It's interesting, you know, you get like if you're interested in like indie films and short films and stuff. Um, but it's definitely like I can't imagine paying who the audience yeah. is for this, like other than other filmmakers. Yeah, because not many people outside of other filmmakers know Seed and Spark. Yeah, or care to watch like. Like my short film, you know. <laughs> I'd watch your short film. Oh, thanks. Yeah, no problem. Uh, you can see it on Seedens Park. <laughs> um, you have to pay though. Um, then there's Fandor, which is another independent film geared uh, thing platform streaming platform. And, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, and you can submit to that too. It's a little bit more like it's not it's not like Vimeo where you can just upload it. It's you have to submit it to an email address, send them like a copy, probably on Vimeo, and mm-hmm. then um, and then uh, they can accept it or not. But um, like, there's no fee to submit. There's nothing you, know, you don't have to pay for like an aggregator. I mean, they have some good things on there. They have you know they have <laughs> Kiss Kiss Finger Bang with uh, Anton Yelchin. Nice. So they, I mean, they have some good things on Fandor. I think they're trying to you know expand their library so it's a better place for people to go, but they don't really have any big names yet. But, you know, it's it's one of those things where, you know, Netflix didn't really have much people, many people talking about uh, their uh, original content until it started winning awards and getting more and more popular. So, um, I think their first original movie was that one with uh, was it uh, Jason Siegel where the, the scientist discovered that there is an afterlife, so people just started killing themselves. Oh, that was the first Netflix original movie? I believe that was the first uh, Netflix original movie. Let me see. Interesting. Interesting. Let me see if I can get it here. Um, 2014. Uh, 
Oh no, my apology. I thought that doesn't make sense. It's saying the sequel to um Country Tiger Hidden Dragon was the first oh, original. Yeah. That makes sense. I, think, I true. think so. I think that's true. But even that it's like what are they calling like that's the first one that they bought and called an original cuz I don't think they went out and like actually That's why the one I thought that it was uh they the first one they funded. Hmm. Um uh, was I thought it was that Jason Siegel one, but who knows? I, I could be wrong. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, uh, Fandora's got some cool movies. Um, I don't think, again, it's kind of hard because I don't, it says for movie lovers. So I don't think the general public knows about Fandor. Yeah. So um, again, it's like, what's the goal? Is exactly. It to get in front of as many eyeballs as of, possible. Yeah. Or is it to find a specific audience? Because again, like, you know, if you make a horror film, you might want to put it on Shudder. Yeah. And like, there's a lot of horror, like specifically horror fans watching <laughs> Shudder. Um, but I mean, iTunes might be the most general one that you could put it on that. Yeah. Like which just, is better. I don't know. Yeah. It's hard to say. It, it's, I guess it's, it's really dependent on each project and what your end goal is. But I think it's very clear, hopefully to everyone that it is not, um, that YouTube's just really not, um, you know, it's not like the golden child no, of like platforms like some people think for filmmakers, especially like maybe it yeah. is if you're a vlogger or if you want to, you know, make a web series or something like that or or host something for free just to test out like a new short you're doing. But it's definitely not the end all be all for filmmakers because it just has so many limitations and it's just so broad, as you said. Yeah, it's I mean, I, I can't even remember the numbers of how many minutes of video are uploaded to YouTube every second it's pretty crazy and also i think the requirement the thing the things that are required of you to become like a successful youtuber it's a lot i mean people like the the guys that play video games right Mm -hmm. they're doing that all the time all the time putting up multiple videos a day to try to like stay on top you know it's like it becomes this thing this monster that you have to feed all the time and so then you're just doing that and you're not making the movies that you want to make. I think um, when we had Markiplier on, and yeah. I think he made $17 million last year. Yes. He says he, he streams every day. Like he yeah. just play, he puts up a video every day. That's exhausting. That's crazy. And thinking about like if you're thinking, oh, well, I'm going to do it as a filmmaker, but I'm not going to do vlogs and stuff. It's like, okay, well, how are you going to do You can have one video that when you put it up has – 20 views and that's not going to get anywhere in a search or an algorithm that you're hoping will be will get you discovered yeah at all um you know and and maybe you will maybe somebody will stumble stumble upon it maybe but for the most part it's going to get lost in the shuffle of guys slam dunking soccer balls into garbage cans i mean there's a lot of them I got. I got to actually. When we're done here, look to see how many there are <laughs> and see if there's anybody. If not, we were cornering that market. Yeah, we are. Just so many different angles of a guy slam dunking a soccer ball uh, into a supercuts. We're gonna yeah. do slow motion. People videos. getting haircuts. No yeah. different supercuts. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, but yeah, I mean, don't don't look at YouTube as if it's not on YouTube, you're you're screwed, or if it doesn't get to play on YouTube, you're screwed. Because, in all honesty, for filmmakers, YouTube is not that great. All right, so I think we 
successfully bashed YouTube for long Um, enough. Speaking of, we have our sponsorship section now. uh, This episode is sponsored by YouTube. Oh, shit. Okay, next. (laughs) (laughs) So what's cool, Alex? What's cool? Go ahead. You start us off. All right. Uh Um, Let's see. Red Giant Universe. Love hate relationship with with Red Giant. I know, me too. Okay, so I like Red Giant stuff. Yep. Particularly, they're like like particular. Uh Uh-huh. And uh, I like some of their compositing tools, like Primat Key is pretty Mm -hmm. nice. I mean, if you... Colorista? Colorista's good if you want to do some coloring. Um, But it's really expensive, and like the bundles and stuff, you you can't... It's like you buy it for a year and then you have to re upgrade and like mm-hmm. it's like the old what I would what I would say is like the old style of like software yeah. purchasing where it's yep. like you buy it for a really high price and then you have to spend a little bit less every year to upgrade it. Yep. Um I hate that. I know. I hate that. I know. Uh I want them to move it to a subscription model like uh Adobe. CC. Yeah. I would pay, you know, a certain amount. I don't know what that amount would be. <laughs> Still um, up for a decision on that but, one. You know. I got you. I'd pay some for, especially like if they broke it down in the bundles where like, okay, you pay like five bucks a month per bundle. And it's like you can pick and choose which ones you want. Yeah. Fine. Um, especially because, I mean, I would even love to pick and choose each individual program in the bundle. That'd like, be awesome. Create your some, own bundle. Yeah. Create your own bundle. Because there's some in the shooter series I don't use. There's some... Yeah. You know, especially with the, I think like it was like pluralize. Why do they why do they even have that? Why do they still have pluralize? And why do they have 4K like Yeah. Um, what is that? Instant, upgrader, instant, instant 4K? 4K? Yeah. I don't know. Um dumb. Interesting. But Red Giant Universe 3.0. Red Giant Universe is their only subscription model uh The Universe, yep. Yep. Is uh their only subscription model like uh it's not even like uh Software plugin. It's just like a, a jumble of things. Yeah. Um, jumble like, of things. <laughs> they have like transitions. They have effects. Like you can make like a VHS type effect mm-hmm. or like different retro type things, like different looks. Yep. Anyway, um, they just updated it, added a bunch of new stuff, and it released version 3.0. Ooh. Um, so ah. now it includes a lot more things like. Um, Text generation effects, like um, hacker text what? styles, screen text, type-on type stuff. What? Um, which, all right, sure. I mean, having the ability to do some of that straight, right in uh, like Premiere could be handy. I feel the universe is definitely is more geared towards people who do like client work. Probably. Like all that text, like animated text and all that. You're not going to do most of that in a movie. Right. That's just me, though. Maybe maybe that's, other people want to. That's probably true. Don't I mean, I me. but you could use, like, uh, the VHS effects to do something like Dude Bro Party Massacre that 3. That is damn... That is damn right. Uh, but anyway, it's 30 bucks a month for Red Jack Universe, which, uh, to me, it's, like, overpriced for what it is. I would pay 30 bucks a month for their entire... I would, yeah. Because how, how much is Adobe right now? What are we, where are we at? 49? Yeah. Yeah, and that's... I'll use that... All the time. Yeah. And so to have them come in and say, oh, yeah, guess what? Um, yeah, this is 30 bucks just for these little add-ons. I'd be like, ah, no, thank you. We're good. Yeah. But if you give me the whole thing, whole thing. Yeah, give it right. to me. Um, so all right. That. Yep. All right. I got LumaFusion. So they 
I've touted forever that the iPad Pro can replace your uh, laptop, but it never really could edit that well. Well, in comes LumaFusion, which is an editing program for the what? iPad Pro. What? What? Um, what? Um, you know, the problem with the iPad Pro is that it's really hard to get peripherals connected to it. Uh, um, yeah. Mm-hmm. But this uh, one gentleman that was talking about the uh, LumaFusion was interviewed for it. Uh, he uses a My Passport wireless kind of thing. It has an SD card reader in it. It also will send files wirelessly that you can hook up to. It's like a hub that doesn't uh, that connects via Bluetooth. Interesting. Um, and that's, I wonder how reliable that is. Yeah, that's true. Uh Seems trust, interesting though. I don't trust anything without wires. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so not with my not with my important documents. Uh, documents that I'm transferring. <laughs> my 4K footage I'm trying to transfer onto an iPad Pro. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so if if you have an iPad Pro and you're trying to ditch that laptop, look at LumaFusion. Um, you know, it's your non-linear editor kind of thing. And uh it uh yeah. 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 Cool. I, I kind of is like uh an Adobe Edge competitor, maybe? Yeah. Something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, it's definitely... I do not have an iPad Pro. I have no desire to get one, so I couldn't tell you firsthand how it is. But it looks like a pretty standard editor. Yeah. All right. Let's see. Oh, there is a new... No. Hot swap on the market. What? Probably, probably the first one in like a decade. I know. That's not Anton Bauer. Yeah. Um, well, it does have gold mount options, oh. but it's uh, made by Core SWX, which makes a lot, which makes a lot of those hyper core batteries and whatnot. Uh, and for those of you who don't know, a hot swap or and or a shark fin adapter is um, an adapter that allows you to put two batteries on at once, mm. and then theoretically you can use it for longer runtime, obviously yeah. because there's two batteries. But you could also pull one battery off. Put a new one on without shutting it, down just the keep camera. it running. Keep it running forever. Um, um, very that's cool. That's cool. And so this particular one was made specifically for kind of like the lower profile batteries. Oh. Um, to keep it all nice and tight on the camera system so it's not sticking out all funny. Interesting. Okay. So really okay. it's the same deal, same business, but with a little bit uh more uh, pizzazz, pizzazz. Okay, a little bit I more, like it. Uh, sassy dazzle. Sassy dazzle. I haven't heard of that one before. <laughs> All right. Well, next on my sassy dazzle <laughs> is uh, for those who don't know or haven't poured one out for Filmstruck. No, Filmstruck yeah. was a web. It was kind of like a Netflix, but for the classics. Yep. It was, you know, all your uh, good good old school movies from the 50s and the 30s and all that kind of stuff. And then they just killed it. When Warner Brothers was bought by AT&T, <laughs> there goes Filmstruck. No. Doesn't make enough money. <laughs> um, so, yeah, um, that left. But guess what's coming, guys? Something even better. It's called the Criterion Channel. Oh, Criterion is the, the creme de la creme of movies, I would say. Um, now, correct me if I'm wrong, Alex, they don't remaster movies, do they? I don't know. Mm. I think they did, I thought they did restore them to, like, mm. a, a higher quality. Yeah, but, I mean, you have criterion of, like, Bottle Rocket from Wes Anderson, which doesn't need to be re, 
Yeah. I don't so, know. I don't know. But they're having the channel of all their movies, and it's going to be um, – it's going to launch April 8th. Now, if you're a charter member, you can get it for $10 a month or $90 a year. But if you do not become a charter member, which is you sign up before April 8th, it is $11 a month or $100 a year. Yeah. And that will give you access to all the classic Criterion movies. Now, I always want to give you uh, a little heads up, and I want to see if it's called – I think it's called, yes, Canopy. Now, I don't want anyone to become alarmed, but Canopy is an online, it's kind of like Filmstruck. Okay. Now, I don't want you to be shocked, but Canopy, with a K, is free, especially in LA, for people in LA who have a library card. Ah, yes. I've heard about this. And they they don't have the entire... No, no, they don't. But they have A Girl Walks Home Alone at, at Night, um, Donnie Darko, uh, The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. So they have tons of shit yeah. um, that, you can, um, that you can watch, and it's all free. Um, but granted, they don't have the entire Criterion collection. Right. So if you are a big, big fan of Criterion, get the Criterion channel. Um, just, to, just to clarify uh-huh. here, I looked it up. Uh, the Criterion Collection okay. is an American home video distribution company which focuses on li- licensing, quote, important classic and contemporary films, end quote, uh, and selling them to film aficionados. Oh, so probably what they probably did is they probably, back in the day, uh, bought movies that, bought the rights to movies that hadn't been on DVD yet and put them on DVD. Yeah, like really good. Really what good. What they ones. consider like, Classics, classics and like important films like breathless for, by godard for filmmakers yeah yeah for film nerds for cineasts <laughs> Cine- cinephiles there you go okay all right yeah so um but uh the uh the criterion channel coming out april 8th but also canopy with a k k-a-n-o-p-y and depending on where you live and what your library card is you may be yeah, able and how to get many that books free. you have overdue man you might be able so to. many playboys what um, oh, I yeah. didn't even know. <laughs> um, what do you got, Alex? Next one is the IntelliTech Pocket Cannon. Whoa, that sounds amazing. Yeah, so it's a little LED Fresnel. Okay. A mini LED, uh-huh. they say, um, that is meant to be similar to like an Airy 150 or a Pepper, oh, cool. a okay. pepper light. Yeah. Kind of for accenting things, you know, you can throw them up in the background to sort of create like a scallop on the wall or like an edge light or something, you know, whatever yep. you want. Uh, they're very small. Um, they're a single LED, mm-hmm. you know, so it's not like an array yeah. of LEDs. Um, so it can be controlled more like a traditional Fresnel yeah. with barn doors and things like that. Um, it's kind of bright. It's like 1,100 lux <laughs> at one That's meter. Not bad. And CRI is supposed to be 97. That's not bad at all. You can get them in different kits with multiple lights, or you can buy one. And they have a bunch of accessories like snoots, soft boxes, uh-huh. uh, different filters, because it is only one color temperature. It's not a bicolor. Uh, honeycombs and all sorts of stuff like that. Uh, they look very interesting. The real kind of the ultra interesting part about them is they retail for $190. That's not bad. That's not bad at all. That's not bad at all. So, hey. Let's have a check it out. Check it out. It's got little batteries that it runs off of, right? 
You can run it off batteries. Um, you can plug it in. I think it runs off Sony batteries. Not bad. Um, you can actually put it on. It's like so small. You could put it on a camera or you could put it on a light stand. Uh, they have a bunch of different accessories for it, like little light domes and soft boxes and things like that. You can buy them, them separately or if you buy a kit, it comes with them. Is it uh, just by color? Just single color. Single color. I okay. Believe. Oh, yes, I see it. 5600 or 3200. You have to choose. Question is, and do we ask, because it doesn't really matter these days, CRI. 97. You weren't listening when I... Oh, I didn't. Yeah, I was looking at the lights. Oh, I was my like, God. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. Right, right, right. Jeez. I was hearing, I was hearing your, uh, uh, the... Lux. I was you like, were oh. hearing my smooth, smooth vibrations, <laughs> smooth, smooth. but not catching what I was throwing. Yeah, no, no. I was doing the. I was. I was paying attention to the Lux, and I was looking at this uh, at the, at the site that you put up. But uh, those look really cool. That's a lot of uh, punch from that little little light. Yeah, it's not bad. Um, but that's only at one meter. Yeah, but but I mean, come on. I mean, yeah. You have that little array that, tiny you, little that you put on top from Aperture. Dollar light. Yeah, mm-hmm. don't hate it. I don't hate it either. I'd buy one. Um, and finally, I have. Now, this is a near and dear to my heart, my first Stephen King, King book I ever read. Uh, they just released a new trailer for Pet Cemetery. Nice. They're doing a new one. Um, we were talking earlier today. Alex had gone and seen Serenity. Yeah. Um, Jason Clark is the dad in Pet Cemetery. John Lithgow is the crazy old man that yeah. every good horror movie has. The trailer has. showed before Serenity. Oh, did it? The it new did. one? Mm-hmm. The new one where he gets his Achilles cut? I think so. Oh. I wasn't really paying attention. <laughs> oh, look, he's not paying attention now. Yeah. Um, but the thing that changes in this one, have you seen the original Pet Cemetery? Nope. Have you read the book? Nope. Okay, never mind. You won't care. But for everyone else out I'm there. I'm not a nerd. <laughs> I am a nerd. Um, Why don't you go dust off your Goosebumps collection? Oh, I saw them all. I'm so mad. Uh, but I do want to buy a Lego set. I miss Legos. Yeah. Um, but uh, this one is for those who are diehard Pet Cemetery fans and don't know. In this one, the young son doesn't die; his older sister dies and comes back, and it looks creepy as shit. Way to ruin it. Yeah, I know. Well, it's all in the trailer. So, oh. <laughs> creepy cat girl coming back from the dead. Then the rest of the dead are raised. Oh, it looks great. I'm I'm all in for Pet Cemetery. I don't I don't even know the story of Pet Cemetery, but the trailer. To me, I have questions. What's that? It, it brings up Hit questions. Me. Hit me. Hit me. What is it? Um, the kids in the masks. Yeah. Why? With the drum and the they make a the rich, they make a ritual camera. out of it, knowing that the the the, the, the they kind of like almost like praying to the animal gods because the cats the animals come back. So the kids know about this. Yeah, that's why they keep bringing their kids there. But uh, the parents don't know. Well, the parents just moved there. They just moved there. So those kids are just creepy, like, woods yeah. kids that yeah. come around. Yeah. You never had creepy wood kids they're where like, you lived? They're, like, from the neighbors, yeah. neighbor's kids? Yeah, I gotta remember the story. Or are they, like, orphan ch- children? Eh, I gotta remember the exact story about what those kids are. I'll get back to you on that. Okay. Yeah. I also just think, I just think it's a lot of work for them to have made those masks. <laughs> well, they're kids. What else are they like, gonna do? Like, where do they get paper mache out in the middle of the woods? Um... Paper's made from wood. 
done. <laughs> they have to make paper first yeah. and then make paper mush. Yeah. If you're out in the woods, you have nothing else better to do than other than making paper out of well, wood. Come on. they have a lot of drumming. You tell, me, you tell me if you were out in the woods, you wouldn't make paper out of the trees? They got a lot of drumming yeah. to do. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. It just bothered me. I see why Fumbot hates us. It just bothered me when, like, in the trailer. Okay, granted, it's a trailer. It's supposed to be this way. But it bothered me when they were, like, marching with their little... And then, like, on several occasions, they just, like, turn around and look straight at the camera. Like, try to be spooky. I hate when, like, horror movies... Are spooky and don't make sense. It's like they just try to be spooky. You can tell that they're just trying to look cool. Yeah. Yeah. I don't yeah. like that. <sighs> yeah. They're like, check out these creepy masks. You look at them now. <laughs> That's what I got from that. Yeah, trailer. I'm trying to I'm trying to figure out um it doesn't really say in the uh in the summary of Pet Cemetery what the kids are. So they might be added in for the effect that you hate so so much. <laughs> good. Perfect. Good. Perfect. Well, I'll probably still see it. Yeah, I mean, you like Jason Clark. I do. I love Stephen King stories, so I'm definitely checking it out. Um, so I think that's going to do it for us. What do you think? I think that's it. And that was, that was a, I'll give us a, a B- minus on this one. Yeah, like in golf scoring terms. Isn't that what to be? <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's going to do it for this episode. Thank you for joining us. You can get the show notes for this episode by visiting nobudgetfilmmaking.com slash episode 40. And don't forget to hop on over to iTunes and subscribe to our podcast. And while you are there, give us a five-star rating if you feel so inclined, like the real Morgasmo did. Yes. Yeah. Thanks again. If you have any filmmaking questions, ask away in the comments section. We'll try to answer them. And also, don't forget to head over to fearlessfilmmakers.com to join our growing community of filmmakers. We're there. We're hanging out. We're answering questions, putting up polls, doing all that fun stuff that makes Facebook really popular, but for filmmakers. Yeah. So go on over there, guys, and we'll see you next time. All right. Later. Later.